Hey, welcome back to another week of The Simple Saints. Absolutely. Hope you guys are doing awesome. I am Andrew. And this is Renee. And today we're going to be talking about, well, forgiveness and repentance, but a whole string of other things. Oh, we go off topic, but still on topic. I think we're on topic. I think it is, but we needed to discuss a few kind of branch topics. But man, we hope you guys like it because we had fun making this one. We're stoked for you guys to hear this one. And I hope you guys pick up the energy and the overall argument. Maybe not. A little little bit of both. A little bit of both. Absolutely. Well, you know, guys, don't forget to rate and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Also, give us a follow on most social media platforms at Sinful Saints Pod. Hope you enjoy. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ding, ding. All right. (laughs) Bell. Time to start. Uh, time to start fighting. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Do we need God's forgiveness? Oh, I think I think so. <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> let's let's hash it out. We're gonna hash this out. I need I need to, need to think about this. So how we got started on this conversation is we were talking about how Andrew's gone through many seasons of his life, and I've been a flatliner where nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. And then we started with what? How did we even get on the topic? Like, well, okay. So I know for me. So we talked about yeah that you're flat. Like you flat. You're a flatliner. We're gonna call it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is that- just meaning that you haven't changed through your life. Like for me, I've always known who I've been since I was twelve. So for instance, people will come up to Renee and say like, "Oh, you, you, you're exactly the same. You've yeah. never changed." And me, I'm like. Forever changing. Forever changing. I'm drastically different than I was even four years ago. Even that's what Randy yeah. you, you yeah, said, that's right? right? Yeah, you've changed so much in the past couple of years, and I've and like you said, I have stayed the same. Yeah. I'm not. I sometimes I feel like I'm nothing of a person just because of that. Like where, like how you were saying, like is there more to me? I'm like I'm trying to figure that out. That's right. So like we were talking, like so talking about again, like. So I come like talking about God's law, and I guess that's what it is. Is you were saying that I'm too hard on myself, uh-huh. uh, based on shame and guilt, and that um, you have may, double may, judgment. <laughs> well, and and I think to to an extent you're right. See, I'm trying to weigh it out because in some sense I feel like almost the feeling of me not being enough has pushed me to be better. Like mm-hmm. so, in some sense, I'm like, okay, there's a positive there that. I do feel this heavy burden of wanting to change and not really being satisfied with myself, which drives me to like move into things. And I think it's been more realized after Belle, especially because I, what I did to her and like the things I said, yeah. I really made me finally like, I think that was oh, the, finally the bat to the head that finally got me to <laughs> finally, like, finally that took a while, <laughs> uh, like, way too long, 30 years, 30 years. Oh, but, but I mean, it's like, it, it did start the process of me thinking about this stuff and don't get me wrong. I, th- I do thrive to do better and yeah. I do, I think personally do it almost every day. Yeah. I'm trying at least, but I don't need to like, yeah, it just, well, yeah, that's one of the questions I was going to, I asked you is um, like, so you don't think that you need a higher level of forgiveness. You don't need God. You just need to be able to forgive yourself. You, you thrive on, as long as you can forgive yourself, you can move on to the next thing. Whereas Mm -hmm. I, I'm like I said, I recently am believing now that I do need to forgive myself, but I also still believe in the higher, uh, well, the, still like like, a higher moral authority. Of I'm a God. one one step kind of girl, and yeah. you're a two step kind of guy. Two step. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's just like, like I was saying previously, is like I feel like if I can forgive myself, then forgiveness is given. If somebody right. were to be like, "Hey, I forgive you," but I don't forgive myself, yeah, it's not doing much for me. Well, and. It's just funny because I just I'm just thinking about it that it, it's really just because I believe I truly believe the narrative of the Bible. Like, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the difference. It's like I believe the story, mm-hmm. therefore I believe God what He says yeah. to be true that His law is perfect. So I believe yeah. that needs to be like. So it's just funny like that's 
I just realized like that's the difference is like I just that's truly it. believe that you don't believe like that the story is yeah. not the story's not real to it you. It doesn't relate to me, which is fine. Yeah. And like your story doesn't bother me yeah. none. I'm like, that's awesome for you. It's like as yeah. long as you understand why you process and believe those things, yeah. That makes me happy because it's bringing some yeah. kind of light and meaning to your life. Yeah. Just like for me, it should make you like obviously you might not view it the same way. You might not be as happy for me. Yeah. Because you're like, why? Yeah. Why is she like that i want to understand and i want to yeah well actually and i i just it just dawned on me kind of like thinking about this now why it's all making sense for me now is that uh i was talking about cognitive dissonance and it's mm-hmm. like when, when your life doesn't match your beliefs i think that's just it this is now the first time where my mm-hmm. beliefs my beliefs are actually lining up with my personality like i am becoming the thing that i wanted to believe in like so and so now I'm starting to understand I'm starting to understand my life, right? And and so I'm But I'm that act- makes sense for me as well though. Yeah. For see, how I view things. That's right. So that's why I'm actually like happy that you are happy with who you are. Like it's like yeah. I don't need to be condescending like oh you're an unbeliever. It's like no. This belief has brought me satisfaction. Your belief has brought you mm-hmm. satisfaction. I can't Now I could I could sit here and try to cast the judgment on and be like but I th- I can't judge you to God. Like I can't yeah. I cuz his that's the thing is like I'm if I was trying to judge you from the word of God, I'd be speaking on God's authority, but you don't you don't hold his authority. Like so yeah. what and what's that going to do to you? It's nothing. It means yeah. nothing. It's like an empty like I can't I can't condemn I can't condemn right here. Yeah. yeah, kind of thing. And it's not but it's, but it's not that you're an immoral uh, well, slightly immoral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sometimes, sometimes, sure. Uh, well, I mean, that's just it. It's like uh, that's the thing is I can't judge you because I'm too Im- immoral. Like mm-hmm. I've done just you know if 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 i can use the term wicked things yeah. according to christianity like we've done i've done some pretty wretched things through my life yeah. based on that based on the standard of god but i'm now able to now forgive myself yeah which is I, 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 which, which i'm accepting this stuff now and See, believing but that, in this it. is why i'm just like i think if i were to accept god he would actually be like you're good because like how how you say you've done wicked things i can honestly say i haven't i have lived a pretty like honest and authentic life well, i have done some shady things sure but i've also been a very honest person well that's why it's so funny because again like I would say you're one of those people that, to me, is as close to living the Christian life. And like I think you, you so. are, like you, you, like you know what I mean. It's almost like you're almost touching God. Like it's like you're like I just you haven't just, accepted him. You just haven't accepted. Yeah. You said that you haven't said yes because I like your personality, the way you treat people, the your responsiveness, and you know even today, for instance, I I made you angry. Yeah. Because I canceled plans. <laughs> And but like you understood, I was being sincere, authentic. Mm-hmm. You extended that, even though you told me you're angry yes. and upset, and you're a little salty. But but <laughs> but, but I I'm, but I understood right there. I'm like, man, that that's pretty understanding for someone to also just see the other. You saw my side, yeah. and I'm like, that's again, you're having grace for me. Mm-hmm. You're understanding. So I'm like, man, all these things borderline. That's the Christian to me. Like that that yeah. defines many of the Christian principles that we should be living by. So and it's that- like. That's why I'm like, I think I would be a like, kick-ass Christian because I'm already kind of living the life yeah. like, to and, an extent. Yeah, and I and again, even my own experience of the church, and again, it's like I'm now currently, I think, getting tied into some really awesome people in the church. Yes, I true. 100% And I think that. even at C3, there's some amazing, like finally, finally. You have good connections. That finally kind of revivified my love for Christians because I think I did have a bad taste growing up of hypocrisy, which I think that's what's attracting me to you as well as my mm-hmm. other friend group. Yeah. Is that the they, they were straight part. shooters and yeah. they didn't and they, they admitted their stuff. Like they, they didn't yeah. Sugar coated or try and hide it. Yeah, they just didn't offer any condescension because they just knew who what how everyone is and this is what happens and life yeah. goes on and, and if someone's in the pits, whatever, you encourage them and try to do your best to be there for them, but like yeah. everyone has to kinda of pick up their own bootstraps and feet but whatever <laughs> and all that saying, you know. Yeah, you no, know they I'm gotta pick that. up their shit pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pull up their pants and fucking get their shit get figured out. Yeah. And it's like, but you can only do go so far with everybody. And yeah. it's like that. And so like, I noticed that with all my friends, that's kind of what we're pushers, but we're not pullers. Yeah. Like we won't pull somebody along, but we'll push them yeah. in the right direction. It's almost like you don't indoctrinate. You don't, yeah. you don't try to force an idea or a yeah. belief or like a, so that's like a, yeah, it's, it's so interesting to me because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of looking at the lens of Christianity through new, even my own lens has changed now. So I'm mm-hmm. seeing my faith different. I think you're actually 
get in a better prescription if that makes sense. Exactly. You already had the lenses on, but they're a little faded. Yeah. You know, you you needed a update. Well, and you're seeing them a little clearer now. Well, that's the thing is, I'm I'm truly what I oh those well, <laughs> metaphors and well, shit. It's beautiful. I love metaphors. <laughs> imagery. I'm an yes. imagery kind of person. But it's like I think that's just it. Is I'm no longer I'm I'm less looking at you or anyone that doesn't believe in God through a lens of judgment. I'm seeing it through a lens of more like curiosity, and I want to. Well, God know, brought us on this earth as well. Yeah. Even if I don't believe in Him, and yeah. if you do, then you truly know that He brought yeah. me here for some reason, and so you can also yeah. see God in me. Yeah. Well, like that, you said, He's in everyone. Well, like He said. Well, that's just it. and even well, even even exactly even from a Christian perspective. It's like, okay, if you don't believe in God, it's the Bible says you're an enemy of God. But then what does Jesus say? Love your enemies. Yeah. So he's saying, don't you get it? Like, even if they are an enemy to God, even if they don't believe what you believe, and if you want to see them, but you don't see them as an enemy to that you attack. It's an enemy that you need to like extend yeah. love and grace to. Like we, and the idea of enemy is not that we're actually enemies. It's the enemy that we like you hate each other. But we like, are, we're adversaries. We're opposing mm-hmm. beliefs, and opposing beliefs don't. It's like oil. Clash. It's oil and water, right? Yeah. We just stack up. We don't really get to get like. Yeah. But yet, it's like for me now that I'm in this state of seeing. But they my can own still faith, live in one place at the same time, kind of thing. Yeah, that's just it. And so it's like, so I mean, we're trying. Like, obviously, the podcast was supposed to be about forgiveness and repentance, but it's like that's just it. How can you talk about forgiveness and repentance until we determine our level of need for forgiveness? Yeah. And Don't get me wrong. I know I need forgiveness in certain aspects. I even though I've forgiven myself. If somebody else hasn't forgiven me, it also doesn't mean as much. Right. But I still can at least live a healthy life knowing that I've wronged, Hmm. you know? Yeah. But has still tried to make it right. Yeah. See, I think... Yeah, you you see that? I (laughs) I would actually say you're better at probably dealing with forgiveness with people... I than, than I am yeah but I I see like and, and I, I don't want to say I, I put a greater value on forgiveness from God because I'm actually now beginning to realize that I have been unforgiving to people in my life and that I haven't extended the grace yeah. and, and and I thought like oh I'm forgiven from God but it, that that's doesn't a, that's make everything thing, well, okay well and that's the thing is actually what God says if you don't forgive your neighbor if you don't forgive the people around you I won't forgive you. And he's just saying, if you're not extending grace, what like don't you see the chain reaction that's supposed to happen is you get my grace, I then you sh- you should be able to look around at everyone and give them grace. So yeah. like so in Christianity it's like it's like a fountain that God's pouring into you grace and forgiveness and then you pour it into others. I know we also have different views on forgiveness as well because I like I've said I'm like yeah. I don't always forgive everything. Right. I accept more so. Because there are people who have done me f- dirty mm-hmm. that I should, you know, have a hatred on for them. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I haven't forgiven them, but I know, like, I don't hate them. I, I have accepted, even if they have given me forgiveness or been like, sorry or whatever. I do accept it. Yeah. And I do hold on to that. I don't forgive, though, depending on the situation. I accept. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. But I can no longer either be in this relationship or proceed talking to you. But I hope you do have a good life. I don't. The thing is, I personally don't believe you do have to forgive Mm. everything. You have a right to, to just not allow these people back into your life. You can accept this situation. You don't have to give everyone grace. I, here's I guess how I I break it down differently because I see that I think there's an idea of a boundary where this person can't come back into my life. So there's mm-hmm. a boundary now that you've placed that says you can't come back in. But forgiveness, I believe, is something different than that. It's like, see, I I don't think forgiveness, uh, unforgiveness, or forgiving them is. Do you think I think I think it's more of a stain on yourself than it is on them. It's like it's like you didn't forgive them now. I think what it is is it's like a, it's like that's a stain on you. No, I think it no, is because 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 here's why: is unforgiveness breeds bitterness, resentment, and no. darker things. No, it doesn't. But you because but you talking about it right now though you sound like you. 
You sound like there, you, there uh, is unforgiveness though, and it kind of is like, no, and, and there is emotion behind that unforgiveness. That, to a certain extent, but I'm also I don't hold on any hate because I've now seen some of these people who have, who have changed my life in the worst situations, and I've accepted them because. I also see the brighter side where sometimes it's like the hard, like the hardest things that I've gone through shape me into a better person and more aware of my surroundings. But also I'm like, never forgave this person. They also never said sorry to me for what they did and how they altered my life. But I accepted the situation because I grew from it. Mm. And, and I saw how I know you, you, I don't know exactly how you view karma, but I know that karma did get them. And that's all I need. I didn't put any bad energy or have any hatred for, for a while. Yes, I did until I fully understood myself and how I viewed things. Mm-hmm. And now it's now it's just acceptance. I don't I don't need to forgive that person because everything that has shaped my life, I'm accepting of it and almost sometimes grateful a little bit. But uh is it that way because you think they got justice though like oh no they didn't they didn't so you don't think they actually got but you but some karma came back yeah. on them you say and that that was good enough for me so, yeah. but i also didn't need that mm-hmm. but it just was a little icing on the fucking cake you know yeah because so, like yeah. i see like so i i see unforgiveness as as if you think about it, it well, too much. I see, but I see, well, no, I see, I see unforgiveness though as you need justice. So the opposite of unforgiveness is you need, we want justice done. Like you need to level the playing field for it to be equal. Oh, and, it, would, it would be nice if that was every situation, but that's not always the case. It's also about how you view it and how much you dwell on it. If you make it consume your life, then yes. You will be angry. You want revenge. You want that justice. But it depends on how much power you let it give. Like how much power you give it, I guess. Well, yeah. But I mean, also where I come from too, it's like with, with faith, with my faith is that I believe that God does bring justice at the end. Like that justice is served to the people that needed it. Do you think you need the forgiveness for the justice to come? I think in order to understand his forgiveness, you first have to understand his judgment. Because how can you feel forgiven if you don't know his judgment on you? Like he, the, if you don't feel the weight of judgment, you can't feel the weight of forgiveness either. Mm-hmm. So, if I don't know, if I don't think I need to be forgiven, that means I don't feel that I. I'm not I, saying though that I don't believe in forgiveness because I have forgiven people in my life where we have, yeah. like, like Sarah, we went through a really hard time. Yeah. And then I forgave her and we grew from it. I do accept forgiveness, yeah. but I don't think every situation needs forgiveness. Interesting. Yeah. See, <laughs> Your see, brain's working right now. Well, I, I mean, and I'm trying to trying to move past it because I do know at this point, like I, 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 I see unforgiveness as a weight on you. So it's like, mm-hmm. and I, that's how I've seen it on myself when I haven't forgiven someone. So for a long time, with Belle, I was harboring a lot of resentment and anger yeah. towards her for, for all of this. And it spiraled me into my kind of my dark state. It made you, you, and that was your consumption. And so that it's consumed like, you. yeah, so it's like, well, that's just it. So here's the thing is like something's consuming you. What your options are, you confront that which is consuming you and you deal with it or you don't deal with it and you try to ignore it and move on with life. And I think... That's where I'm I'm stuck is that I think that the healthier avenue is to confront something and in order to the only way I could confront Belle and my unforgiveness was to forgive her because I've now moved past Belle because of forgiving her, yeah. even if she never asked for it, because it helped me to release myself from her. Like the attachment that I'd made to her, I'm it's gone. Like I don't feel yeah. I need it anymore. And I can be happy for her to move on in her life now. Yeah. Whereas before I couldn't. And I think that's so that's how I'm seeing the forgiveness aspect in my life is that it's been well, something that's I'm, been a blessing to me almost. Maybe I'm forgiven in a different way. I'm not the, like, you know, maybe. Well, you are. I think ex- you're forgiving. Like, you're a very forgiving yeah. person. You are. Like, I'm, and I'm not trying to, like, I'm not. Yeah, I, know, I know you're not trying to diminish, but I'm like, yeah. how accepting I'm like, I accept things, but I feel like that is still a form of forgiveness. Yeah. More, maybe more grace on myself. Well, and, and I mean, and too, there's an aspect where forgiveness to a lot of people 
I don't, I mean, I don't want to call it weakness in the sense that they don't think there's any value to it, but it is weak in the sense that sometimes some people do think judgment is the, 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 this is a time for justice. Like, so how do we determine, I guess that's maybe a good question is like, how do we determine when someone should be judged? Like, when did that, when does that person deserve justice and when does that person deserve forgiveness and how do we determine we that? We will never know. It, but is, is it based on our own personal belief I systems and is. standards? I think to a certain extent, but I think it's also timing and how long it takes you to actually understand the situation and process it and understand your own emotions and how you were affected by them. Because you can't just, you know, if somebody did you wrong, you can't be like, hi, I forgive you. Because that, that's meaningless if you don't understand why you're forgiving. I know, but here's the thing is that what I have as an issue with that is it creates a spectrum. So depending on what you believe is what you can live out. And I believe you're, you're a healthy version. Now you, you've, whatever you've taken on to yourself to make you believe what you believe has made you a pretty like solid person through life. But I also think if we use that spectrum, then that's also can create a so, psycho, so psychopath or a sociopath yeah. where it's like that person is doing the same thing on their own level, but they're just, they, and they think that that's okay. Yeah. And it's like, there's no sense of guilt in their heart. They're like, no, this is, I'm do what I'm doing is necessary for my survival in life. Yeah. And I, this, and that's how they move forward in life. And it to them and to us, it's sick. It's like weird, but to them, it's they, normal. It, you can't even talk them out of it. Like, you know what I mean? Even if you get sent to this uh, counselor, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're set. They know what they're doing. And a lot of them are, are aware of it. That's a, some of them are smart enough to know yeah, what they're doing. That's it's narcissism, like, though. You know, so, that is when you believe your own false reality, which sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm like, I'm fucking delusional. Mm -hmm. I, like, me and Sarah laugh about it. But I'm like, at least, I don't think I'm, like, completely delusional because I do still feel like I follow society's standards and norms. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh, I fucking ran somebody over. It's mm -hmm. all okay. It's like, I wouldn't do that, you know? I would stop. Or, and like, I've even done it when I've seen, like, fights. I'll break them up. Mm -hmm. Or if I see somebody, like, fall over, I'll help them, mm -hmm. you know? It's just... Well, and, and, like, that's, in essence, the reason why... So God said, if you loved perfectly, you wouldn't need my judgment. Like... So, in, in, like, it, well, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, shit. there you go. That's why I am the way I am. I oh, love. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, remember, it was pride. That, it was pride. It was pride that caused the devil to fall. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm the devil in disguise. <laughs> oh, don't dig your own grave. Don't kill it. Man, I've been living in this grave for fucking how many oh, years? I'm trying to pull it, put a hand in there and pull your ass out here. Jeepers, Man, I, creepers. Like you're making it work. I thought this podcast was going to save you. I don't know where you're going now, Renee. The delusion is there. You know, I don't need saving. But that, but that's just it. It's like when people even call Christianity a fairy tale. It's like, well, choose your delusion then. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're... It's their, like you still have your own narrative. That's just you it. are still living whatever belief system that you believe in. Yeah, let's let's face it. If there's no God, we're all in our own delusion. Yep. Like, don't, don't kid yourself. Nobody has the correct delusion. You're all yeah. delusional Because then. see, it's all yeah. beliefs it's not knowing that's right there's a difference well that's if you knew you would say always yeah i know but yeah. you say i believe yeah you're not well, that's like just it. that's right so it's like it's like with with god it's like yeah okay if you want to call this my fairy tale it's like it is my fairy tale uh and i and i yeah i'm embracing it it is but it's like that's just it they they uh, people, I've talked to a lot of people and I'm referencing people that like are very rooted in the materialistic world where they, they think that if you're in that spiritual realm it's very like that's the, that's a fairy tale that, yeah. but I'm like but it's funny because aren't you yourself creating a narrative for your life that's abstract and you did, it's not in a materialistic yeah. idea but they're doing it for themselves and I'm like so you're you're doing the same thing it's just that that's your belief is just, that there is no a, God it's just a different story that's yeah, a, that's exactly, yeah it's a different narrative we all different want story. the same outcome yeah. we just want a good life yeah we're just we're all just reading different books and that's okay. Mine, See, if I can, mine's if, a scary story. If I can shoot it, if I can shoot my shot, if I can, uh, if I can take my shot, I'm, I'd like, that's the one thing though, is like what I call out on the other side is yeah. that it's like, are you not afraid of account? Is like a lack of accountability. Like you don't want to be accountable to God. Like, so to, to make your life more comfortable, you don't want the idea of accountability to a higher power. Like, is mm. that, is that it? Or is it, you think I just don't different? need it. You just don't think it's like, it's not necessary not, to make your enrich no, your life everyone anymore. everyone needs a reasoning or some kind of being like, this is why I'm doing it. Right. Because we're just doing it. Hmm. 
It's so interesting because it's like because because I'm like I'm like you're trying to fucking figure oh, out I'm something. Going in. I'm going I'm trying to because I I personally don't even understand myself, Andrew. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, I actually I'm like I feel like I'm just like a blob that yeah. is just yeah existing yeah with no real fucking rhyme or reason yeah. really sometimes like yeah. i wish i could understand myself oh, don't don't get me wrong <laughs> I, and it's like don't get me wrong all unbelievers to me are like a chinese riddle <laughs> like or a puzzle like i love you guys i actually love i love unbelievers and i'm I so love how you say unbelievers unbelievers <laughs> well that's what do, what do you want me to call you what, what do you what's your preferred term is agonist. there is there what's that an agonist agonist <laughs> Because don't get me wrong. How about an agonist? Have a (laughs) fuck you. No, like I like how you say non-believer. I do believe in a higher power, but I think it's more earth-based. Yeah, like we have grandfather rocks. Would you prefer heathen? (laughs) I'd rather Uh, fucking kick you in the uh, teeth. I'm just joking. I am a I am a schmuck. Um, but no, no, you call I, me non believer. All, all I mean is what I mean. Okay, we're all believers. That's right. Like, there's no such thing as an unbeliever. Yeah. It's just you're believing. We believe our different things. So, yeah. I when I say unbeliever, obviously I'm just being I know. The Christian. I, faith, I'm, I'm just right? joking. I know that. It's just <laughs> listeners. I know that. Don't. I'm a bitch. <laughs> but so that's interesting because yeah, I'm like. I see forgiveness. Uh, yeah, okay. I see. I see forgiveness as like a form of reattachment and connection. So maybe in some sense, would it be like if you don't want to forgive someone that you just don't have a desire to reconnect, reattach to that person again? Like, um, you- yes, but also, I feel like I have a. I almost gain more in myself more insight more like who i am like yeah it's like forgiving myself forgiving the situation do but you, accepting do you ever ask for forgiveness from other people like in person no <laughs> andrew you know who i am i i've literally sarah and me we didn't talk for two years baby because i knew i was right I knew. I, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. No, I knew I was right. I'm just like, you know what? Because I laid my heart on the line and I was so vulnerable. And I was like, you know what? If she doesn't want to talk about it, that's fine. I'm not going to reach out because she will figure it out one day. Well, I can't judge on this scenario because I don't know all the full details. So I'm not going to weigh in but on it. But guess what? She, she apologized and I accepted right away. Mm. And look at us now. So... Are you, are you are you honestly sitting across from me going to tell me that you never like wronged someone and had to go ask for forgiveness? Like, let me think about it. Okay. I just feel like I've wronged so many people that I needed like, a, and a lot of them I didn't even ask for forgiveness. I just kind of like went I, on. I want to honestly say most of the wrongs that have happened have not been on exactly my account. Mm. And I I can't think of one person that I currently right now in my life that I've I've had to reach out because I've honestly have like just I I believe truly how I live and how I speak have has been very authentic. And when I do, if I am, you know, over the line or yeah, you know, my emotions let go, it is truly how I feel. Yeah. And if people can't accept that, I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. And then we leave it at that. And guess what? They usually come back (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah. And see. Like how you see me, Andrew, like is literally how I've been. I know. That's why I'm like, I I haven't really. (laughs) I know. And I think that's just it. This is where I get hung up is because I think there's things that you're doing that I would consider a sin that needs forgiving. Like, Mm -hmm. but you don't like, so you don't see it that way where I would say like, that's a sin. Like that I would consider these things that are sin. And I I, I would call them out in myself too like i would see it as a sin in anybody mm-hmm. so because because i'm holding the standard of I'd god like to let you, i want to know what you think it's a sin in my oh, life <laughs> we're, 
let's just say if I start naming yours, you might start naming mine. And I don't know if I want to go down that road yeah. on, on a podcast. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. In the past little bit, yes, I have done some wrongs. Yeah. But I've also knew these wrongs were going to come. And I, I was like, hey, they were bound to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, they happened the way they did. Mm-hmm. And like at the time, I, I, I did say sorry. I didn't ask for forgiveness, but I'm like, hey, yeah, I did something wrong. Do what you want with it. Yeah. I'm already I was already accepting of the situations because I'm like, it happened. This is why. Talk to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never been like, please forgive me. I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Moved on. <laughs> I, I don't I don't because I've already accepted it myself. So well, I, sometimes I didn't need that. Well, and I'm definitely like, see, see, I'm one who believes you should make repairs and go and do that. But I'm also like, as I think about it, I'm like, how many times have I done it? I'm like, oof, not very many either. Like, I, I usually, when keep, I, I usually when, keep moving forward, right? Like, when I know like I am a, wrong, yeah. I do apologize. See, I don't I, even when I am wrong. So <laughs> I just harden my heart oh, no, and I, grip my teeth and go further. See, and this is where I'm I get, But I'm getting better. I think I'm. I'm getting better. Just, See, just like that. I'm like I, I like to always say like I joke like I'm always right, which I do fully believe because that is me being delusional and be. But also, I'm very self aware. Where I'm like, hey, I've done something wrong. I will admit my wrongs. Take it yeah. how you want, but I already have accepted it. I've already processed it. So, if I lose somebody along the way, that's just how it was meant to be. But oh. I think this is where I'm okay. way too fucking okay. accepted. You okay. know? Uh, I'm going to read you a Bible verse now. Okay. Here it comes. Because okay. I was like, I, as I was typing this verse out, I was like. Were you thinking of I'm, me? I was thinking of you. I was thinking about everyone listening to this podcast and what they're going to think of it. Oh. But I'm going to put it out there. And I just want to see what you do think of it. Uh, so Romans uh, 2, 9 through 16 says, There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil. For the Jew first, who is the believer in essence, and also for the Gentile, who is the unbeliever. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. When the Gentiles sin, so anyone who's basically not in the church, let's just assume that Gentile means you're not a believing Christian. Let's mm-hmm. assume that and a Jew is a, of the faith. We're going to assume it like that anyways. Uh, so when the Gentile sins, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews who do have God's law will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts, for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them that they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. I agree, but disagree, because to a certain extent, it's like, yes, God's law. But this is also, society has adopted that role, that, that law. To a certain extent, what do like, you, sorry, what do you mean by that? Like society like, like has sins, adopted, like like we know the basic fucking laws. Don't steal, you'll get caught. But where do they come from? Exactly, God's law. We have adopted a lot of things from religion, right? Marriage, but these but, things. But 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 it's also society. but we know but we know the value of that too. It's good. There's not there's nothing wrong with that law, right? Because no. protecting. If we didn't have any laws, I could go next door neighbor and go next door neighbor's house and go and murder him but and take his also, stuff because I like it. It's it's God's law to a certain extent because how we also grew up and what was portrayed in movies, stories, these things were yeah the they were taught to us at such a young age where you know like growing up don't do that why see but you never questioned it you just went along with it no wasn't supposed to do that see but hold on. But let's look at this a different direction here. Because remember on the last episode, we talked about the self-conscious affect. Mm -hmm. So that's something programmed into you. Yes. So We don't have to follow it, but... No, you do. It's it's a subconscious act. You can't stop it. Psychology says there's nothing you're going to do to stop the shame, guilt, humiliation cycles from happening. Now, some people are more prone and less prone, but it's in everybody permanently. So either we evolved into this from nothing... Or God created us like this. 
So either this is a development of our own processes that we created ourselves, and is it useful? Is it a useful tool? <laughs> I'm like, like this. I'm just like, what is the fucking meaning? Like, why? Why is <laughs> why is anything everything? Because why is everything God nothing? Because God said it was. Because He made it like this. He said, "This is my law. This is how I've okay, made God it." Okay, God might have said it to you, but He didn't say it to me. No, I'm saying He's saying it to the universe because He's that's mm. he's, he's saying that's why everyone feels Whoa, it. Dude. That's why everyone feels it in your heart. Oof. Yeah. Shush. Sheesh, God, what are you doing? (laughs) This is it. This is the battle. And it's like, I get it. It's a constant battle, though. I get get it. Like, I'm not trying to, yeah, like. No, like, it's it's so much bigger than us, and we we will never understand it, Mm -hmm. ever. Psychologists don't even fucking understand emotions yet. They're like, wait, that doesn't, what we just studied for years is exactly the opposite of what it actually is. Well, and I think that's it with, uh, even with, talking about god with someone that doesn't believe it's like you can only go so far before it's like okay no you don't believe you don't believe and that's it we don't like in some sense right to to an extent like obviously you and i think can share this information but it's not in a sense that i'm trying to convert you it's just because i know that you don't believe it and i'm and i'm like if i see i'm curious and that's the difference a lot of people sometimes you're you're fucking relaying this emotion or these these thoughts and these words on deaf ears where they will not absorb it compared to me i'm like I am curious. curious. I, I I want to know, and I'm like because just seeing you throughout the years, I'm like I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like if he were to just kind of let it go, and live maybe the way I live, mm-hmm. he'd be happy. Mm-hmm. But like now, and now I do see it more so in a positive right. way in your life, where I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. this is actually improving yeah. his life. Before I'm like, man, this it's is destroying like, his hold, life. It's it, it's holding him, and he's it's twisting him because you well, you felt so much guilt and shame, yeah. and, and and now I'm processing it exactly. Now I do see it more as a positive light. Yeah. But before I'm like, man, see, I'm and, like, I, and I think a large part of the church is still dealing with this. Like, that's why I think I'm like, I'm finally breaking through free. And as I look at the church, I'm like, I think there's a lot of people in the church that fully believe in God, fully believe this whole story, yet are missing the the notion of them dealing with their own shame and guilt properly to where but they can not, cle- where they can see yeah. so clearly and bring their body into alignment as a person either. Like, yeah. like you have to go hand in hand with this. That's it's right. Like, yes. It's like the Bible wasn't written in a day and it, it was forever evolving. The stories weren't always the same because that would be a very short book. Yeah. And that's what I've talked about, like cognitive, cognitive dissonance is like, I think the people in the church, they're feeling so much of their shame and yet they know they shouldn't feel shame because they should. They, it's but like, they it's don't a, even a, know. They don't well, understand no, it. Well, that's just it. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> yeah. like they know they should feel forgiven, but they don't yet. Why don't they feel it? If because God says you're that, that's right. Baby. They can't, they can't <gasps> receive it. They cannot Man. receive forgiveness. Wow. If yeah. people could own, like if we had, no offense, listeners, if we had more listeners, I think yeah. people like actually we do appreciate the 10 of you that are listening though thank you guys we love Big you love, love you so glad some people love to join us with this conversation oh, but I wish you guys could just see like me and Andrew's faces because I'm like we're actually figuring it out yeah. as we talk because it's like my mind's being blown right now yeah. but also I'm like I still don't understand it yeah and I, I don't think I ever will because I don't understand myself and you don't understand yourself well, or our own beliefs see and the, and the image that is given to us in the Bible even with like us giving a message to someone that doesn't believe is like paul said he's like now he was using it in a slightly different context but in essence he's saying like i might come and water someone might or i might come and plant the seed someone might come and water it but it's god who gives the growth so if someone's going to believe in god it's not something i cannot yeah that's why it's like okay yeah like you're you're curious but i am also i also monitor how much i ride you on like because I, I, I could sit here and open the bible and just sit here and like no no you got to get this you got to get but this, how right? you just had that analogy but i'm like i think it also depends on where you plant those seeds because if you plant it where the sun's <laughs> never going to shine well baby the sun's never going to shine can God. i can i i'm gonna read, I gotta read. <laughs> okay well now but, I gotta, but you get that right it's just like yeah. i think it all depends on everything and how things are that's placed right. in your life boom okay oh we're, we're doing we're doing we're doing now i'm gonna move into this because we're gonna do the parable of the sower uh so um let's see here might have to pause Man, and edit we're this. rocking this we are rocking this <laughs> okay uh i gotta find it man like Parable of Sore. No, we are rocking this. No, yeah, yeah. I think we're on a fucking roll right now, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) But this is like old times. Yeah. Like this this is is like. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, this is the old times. We knew we should. We had the idea to come over here and just start recording, and now we're just over and now here look recording. At us. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were over at the couch. Now we're here. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So yes. So exactly what you're just saying about scattering the seed, where you're scattering it. So uh, he told many. Uh, sorry, this is Matthew thirteen three through nine. We well, love you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Matt. <laughs> this is. I'll just Matthew thirteen. It's starting at verse three, but I'll read through. There's a few sections. So he told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. And other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And his disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to people? And he replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Uh, This is why I use parables. And then he moves down and says, Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Then the evil one comes and snatches that seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. And they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. And the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much has been planted. So it's like. So my question is, do you think God specifically planted certain seeds in certain areas knowing God damn well that these seeds would not grow? But with intent for hopefully one day they might sprout a, you know, he's like he knew, he he had to have known. Well, all the people that he put on this earth would not be believers, but he also knew that there was a reason they were on this earth. See, here's where I guess it's gonna get dark and twisted. <laughs> I love dark and twisted. Okay. here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna burn. Oh, this is this is a hard one for me to deliver. So, so basically, the seed that landed and didn't get take root, mm-hmm. that seed becomes judgment seeds of God. So, basically, when judgment comes and God says, "Why didn't you believe in me?" and they'll say, "Like you didn't send anyone," he's like, "Yes, look at the seed that hit you, and, and you chose the other way." Like so, the seeds that don't take root end up becoming kind of the seeds of judgment because that was your opportunity. That was the that was the seed that should have taken root but never took root. Now, this is the thing is, it's also harder to explain than that because I'm trying to, I'm oversimplifying something that goes very deep because there's an action here, a spiritual action where you see, we have to take it on multiple levels because we have a choice as humans. So I can choose to choose God or not. But there's Mm -hmm. also, like he said, there's, there's the action of the devil. So there's a spiritual realm that's also plaguing people, preventing them from seeing God. Like, so it's working on layers. Like we, not only do we have a choice, our choice is being muddied by the devil. That's why there's. But what mul- if God has come to you multiple times? Like let's say, because like, personally, I have had some pretty weird experiences where I'm just like, I know it was not just my own delusion and my own right. self thought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who knows? What if it was him? And what if he's always been there? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, I'm I'm here. Yeah. But knowing, like. Because he, he probably sees me and he's like, she's not a non-believer. Right. Yeah. So it's like, where does that judgment come? Mm-hmm. Well, 
here's the thing. I think there's a there's a there's here's the key to accessing God. I think, and this is where just saying, hey, this, just joking. <laughs> this is this is the connection point because I think a lot of people have said that there's like this idea that He could be there, but they don't personally experience Him. But uh, Psalm fifty one sixteen through seventeen says, "You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would have offered one." You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. So God is basically to get God to activate in your life is you have to be broken first. Like, so that's why pride, pride is the wall that stops God from entering in. So broken, being broken means you're allowing him in. Okay, pause. Because honestly i have been broken and when i have been broken and like i said i'm like there's like the crazy times where i'm right. like why am i praying to god there's been times where i you know i do it right and i don't get sometimes the outcomes i want right but i i still see the meaning behind it yeah but then he goes see, see and this see, and that's the crazy thing that's why i think that's why we do have discussions and i think that's why we do relate because i'm not a complete non-believer no, no I, I know i, I know I was, that i'm not i'm not saying that you yeah. say that but i'm like you know i'm for the listeners i'm not a non-believer because i've had weird crazy things happen where i'm like it can't just be me yeah it can't just be always me pushing okay and even this my friend chad chad yeah. hey, man Ch so chad one time he called me like crying oh, sorry sorry chad i didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah i don't know if you're listening Never but mind. we love you chad sorry, chad. <laughs> I, chad was not crying he was pretty bold he's brave he was beautiful and he is a beautiful he, man he, he called, so. you know he called me and but it was just the experience because he had been going through something deeply personal very sad yeah. and, and i won't get into the details uh but uh he he was like on his knees in his bedroom praying to god in that moment yeah and he's like god just give me a sign and, and a sign came. And, a, and someone knocked on his door, and it was well, <laughs> it, 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 it was Jehovah's Witnesses, oh, which, I, which I was like, not quite there. Not, but not, you, but you, know, you, know, you know, and God works in mysterious ways. He's like, any fucking way. Because it could have been a pizza man, and that's still God being like, hey, yeah. I'm here. Exactly. Hey, it's some weird coincidence, because like that's that's kind of the, the things I've had. Yeah. Like when my sister passed away, I remember I was just so pissed off at my sister and my dad when we were in Toronto for her funeral. I was like, I'm going for a walk, got a pack of smokes. And I was like, just like lit a smoke. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? That's like, right. And I was like speaking to who knows what, yeah, a yeah. higher power. But for me, it's like, yeah, you put a name on it. It's usually That's God right. or the creator. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. All of a sudden, these birds flew like a fucking flock right yeah. beside me. I was like, give me a sign. Yeah. I'm like, what is like, why? Yeah. They all flew off at the same time. I'm like, that, even though it doesn't mean much to a lot of people, I'm like, yeah. but when I'm having these feelings and all these small coincidences yeah. happen, you, you, like at a certain point you can no longer call them coincidences yeah and and that's see unless it's delusion see, as well. well no well see here's the funny thing even about so even in the christian community god has worked so different in everyone's life like so that's the thing is like there's a, a mysterious working to god which is why if someone says well how does he do this or how does he do this i'm like listen you're you're asking me to explain how wind blows like yeah no I, I don't know yeah. like he's smarter than me he's bigger than me he's greater than me i can't like i don't know how he works yeah. and yet because what i know is i could tell you my my testimony because that's my belief in yeah. god so my journey is my journey and that's what i can share with you but I know that if God actually starts working in your life, it's not going to be what happened to me. Like it's going to yeah, be a whole other story, because, because so, every story is different. Because here's, I was actually just thinking about this as you were talking. Is that I realized now my journey wasn't to be better, a better Christian. It was to be free of shame and guilt. Like mm. God was trying to set my mind free of shame and guilt. But for you, He doesn't need to set you free of shame and guilt. Yeah. All He needs for you is to realize that he loves like that, that he's that there he's for you there. that he's there like because he because he, he doesn't need to break free shame and guilt from you he I, he had to break it free from me not you like so he's he, gonna work he would work different that's I, not gonna be like, the same and i do see him that's why why i'm like i think i am more open to religion and like the whole idea and that's why we have open conversations is right because i have had so many different experiences especially when i reach out like before my dad got sober, I used to pray every night. Yeah. I used to pray every single night for years that he would get sober. And then he got sober. Yeah. Well, and I think even at the basic level, I think if people... And then I started drinking. Then, <laughs> you know, you that's crazy. You took it. You took the burden. You I, took think, the burden. I think I did. You transferred the burden into yourself. Because, like, that burden held heavy has... on me for a while. Yeah. 
Well, I'm here to tell you Jesus can help you walk free. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. He, he has holy water written. Is that ready to fucking splash I got me, the guys? Ba- the baptismal font set up over here. We're going to dip her in. But I'm already baptized, okay? I know, double dip, though. Oh, double dip. You know what? Just what, to be what, sure. What would Jesus do? Yeah, you know? that's right. I, yeah. He was like, this is twice the blessing. No. She needs it. Yeah. The first one wasn't enough, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a triple dip. 2.0 upgrade. No, but it's that is so funny prayers are prayers are healing i do believe that because i don't know like when you pray we do the, like i do the same thing because we're still sending energies yeah love thought yeah out into the universe and i think that's why and, and that's the thing is just the christians have just like we have a we have a, a face then like you know what i mean like we, we want a more pointed character like you know you want that's like yes so this is god this like this is god and yeah. whereas that's just like, it. You're, I'm more you're, still, you're still the idea of spirituality and prayer. Yes. But I'm pointed. Like, no. There's, I'm there's that God has that God has a character. You're talking to a person. He has a character and a nature. Yeah, yes. he's a very distinct being. Like, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. Uh, but like, like you were saying though, it's like just um um, I think though it's like us even just us talking. Like you were saying about you being curious about this. But it's like even if you never believe in God, I feel like this is beneficial to you, you and me. Like I'm learning from you something mm-hmm. so deeply because it's like I just didn't see life the how you saw it, and I don't yeah. see it. And yet I'm like I love sharing my stuff with you. It's like it's it's, it's meaningful to me because it is valid. Like honestly, I cherish this stuff. The yeah. Bible, God, it's like, it's so meaningful. So when someone's willing to listen to me, it's actually like yeah. they care. Like they they care about me. And it's like, but it's like I feel like I'm getting so rewarded in return. And I think it's like, man, if people could do this more, like drop the guard on whether someone doesn't believe what you believe, who cares? Stop. Because man, we could share so much better in life if we got past that. I I 100% agree, but you have to know who to share it with because I agree. Like, even though we have listeners and we're opening our hearts to people where they will criticize and judge us, which I, but we're we're past that. We're past that. But I think because we found each other where we can have these open conversations because some of this stuff I would not relay to other people because they wouldn't understand. And I know I would, they would perceive me differently. You're in the hands of an angel with me. (laughs) Well, Well, maybe, maybe a plumber. Okay. never mind. (laughs) No, I, I, but I cherish what you're saying. That's the thing is I, like, I, I, yeah, I value everything you do, you share I, with me. Because I know, like, a lot of the stuff we've talked about, Yeah, I couldn't have these conversations. No. And I don't think it, people no. would be as willing and open to accept these conversations. You and I have gone pretty deep, I oh, feel like. We have. We're, we're either deep or completely delusional. One of the two. There's only <laughs> two options I think a little bit of here. both. I think it's a. But like, you, but like we were saying over there, it's like we're a fun crazy, though. Yeah. It's a fun delusion. So. Like we definitely balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, join the happy crazy chain and be with us. So, yeah. Uh, but doesn't see, matter what side you're on, though. Just as uh, long as you're on for the ride. And be open. Like be curious. Yeah. Be curious. I think that is it. Because I think my curiosity in you and your curiosity yeah. in me has made this so much better for you and I mm-hmm. to discuss about things. And it's like. I, I care because we care and we're curious. We but but we're also curious. rigid because I'm like, yeah. we don't accept when you talk, you know, I don't accept everything you say Well, and, and vice versa. And I think that's the difference. We're also accepting. Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I am like simultaneously loving your side of the story more day by day while also it's also understanding gal- but it, yours. But it's also galvanizing my own faith. Like, yeah. yeah, like I feel stronger in my faith now. But yet I value you more than I ever have before. It's like, it's not like I'm using my galvanizing faith to like to beat like, people mm, with. And yeah. here's my sword. Maybe decapitate. it's making you more understanding. Because it's like, you don't have to accept how I view things, but yeah. your understanding of how I accept them. Well you, well, you know what I think it is for me too? It's like, I, when I see people like you and a lot, honestly, all my friends that don't believe in God, these are, these are, we're talking like gold Great. star yeah. A1 people. And that's why I think what got, gets me curious about it is like, what makes you so morally good as a person? Like, why, like without I, like, God. Like, okay, I'm not saying you're perfect, and, but you, you have a lot of flaws. And you, but the thing is, you can admit Thanks. it. You, they, well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, but projecting, you know I'm projecting you as also my friends, too. Like, no, I'm just no. saying, like, you guys, as the people we that like don't. like who we are. Yeah, that's right. Like, that you don't share my faith, but you're, you, you also do value good things. Like, you want the best for people. You do, like, my friends protect the friends like they stick up yeah. for them and like and it's like that value class, that value is there and, yeah. and i think that's made me curious because i'm like okay 
see, I've struggled with being a nice person my whole life. I'm actually kind of an asshole. Yeah. And, and, and I've flagged God around it. And I think people are, that's why people don't like God is I think, I'm, I was. I think that was that typical hypocrite. Mm. I was that typical. I was. A, I was a dick, but yet I would put God on people, thinking yeah. that they were the ones who were wrong, and yet they were the ones who were chill. And I was like, "What's going on? Why don't you believe in God?" It's like, I well, guess it, I think that also makes you like almost fight harder for your religion when you see people who aren't religious, and you're like, how "They're doing better they, than me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing how, better than how me. could they be like yeah. this and be like almost a fucking perfect Christian without being a Christian? When I am a Christian trying to well, fucking do this. See, that's the thing is, I think in the previous years that did get me actually legitimately. Mm-hmm angry i think it triggered me like if you were to meet because i was actually more angry that they seemed happier than me and that Wait, I, but yeah trying, i thought but yet i thought i had the answers it's like, mm. but i have the answers how are you happier and and Oof. so but now but now i'm finally like i just love god for the god like yeah. I, I love this thing i love what i'm you no in. longer have to prove it no because not I think at all before you were trying to prove that you were a christian yeah. now you were just a christian yeah you now i am you, what i am you don't yeah. have people you don't no. need people being like no oh you are a christian because you don't need because outside I was, voices. Because I used to be ashamed of being a Christian. Yeah. I was ashamed of what I was. And I didn't mm. want to stick up for him, which caused that cognitive dissonance that I was talking about. Like, mm. Because I was ashamed of who my very nature. I was ashamed of my own being. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I was ashamed of myself. Yes. And, and so I didn't want to preach God. And I was angry when people were happier than me because I thought I still had the answer, which was God. But I, I think that's that's just I thought I was so broken that I was the broken factor that why I couldn't give God to people was that I'm the broken issue that if I was fixed I could finally deliver a message to people that was perfect yeah. and holy like that would finally transform people back to God, but but, God, all, but now I'm yeah. like, but now I'm not feeling the shame and I'm now I think I'm delivering messages better now because I'm not I just I think it was so you're not proving me. a point you're just no I'm not proving a point you are just speaking what you believe what's in the heart and that's that's. I think the biggest difference. Yeah. I think if a lot more people were to do that, yeah, it, reli- change religion wouldn't seem as pushy. Nope. Religion wouldn't be a taboo thing if it was an open conversation, more accepting, where yeah. it's just like how we have these conversations. You don't expect me yeah. to start going to church and being a Christian. You're like, hey, you know, like she's listening. Yeah. Well, I think this circles back to even at the start with like, and I'm not saying I'm not comparing myself to you. I'm just saying that idea that I'm exploratory. I think this is why is like, I really do want to connect with people that don't know God. And my heart is to fix. But now I've realized, I'm just realizing now that I needed to fix myself first and I couldn't fix myself. And now I'm finally fixing myself. But it's like, it's opening up this heart, my heart to actually share with people. And I'm, but I'm not doing it out of some like, yeah, there's no condescension here. There's no, like, like, there's no mistrust or mislove or like, yeah. What was the change in factor you think? Do you think it is having these conversations or like what, what really made you change your outlook and your perception on how you viewed religion? Well, I think that was that moment I had with God Mm. where he broke me down and he opened my heart and he, the thing is, so in that moment when I had that really like i i mean i can only call it i would consider i, I want to say I, a calling i'm just gonna call it an epiphany or something where it's like i would just call I'll call it a revelation yeah because like yeah like say what you want whatever he was saying to me was like everything i needed in that moment it set my life back on course it made me mm-hmm. it made me revalue because like actually i'll share with you so this was the verse so he he i was staring in my bathroom mirror he says i hear a voice that says andrew go read your bible i go i go get my bible and I open up to, I just, oh yeah, so this is what happened was, I was angry at God, I was very angry at general, I actually was almost like borderline, I was like suicidal thoughts and everything, I was so dark, so yeah, I, I heard that voice saying, go read your Bible, and I hadn't even been to church or been reading my Bible at all in the past, previous months, yeah. coming up to that moment, so I opened up my Bible, and it was Jeremiah 1, and I, because I think is, I remember intentionally grabbing a Bible off my shelf that I've like never used, because I was like, okay, God, you're picking... Dust the dust, like, brush, well, brush I was like, the dust well, I didn't, off. Well, I didn't want the pages to be creased or open, like, you know, because some sections of the Bible I read, yeah, well, I read the, a well, lot. Yeah, well, they call out to you where you're like, oh, so, I already knew that so was coming. I, yeah, so I grabbed a crisp Bible to be like, okay, there's no there's no chance. I'm like, let's just do whatever you want. I'm like, fine, you pick the Bible. Oh, we first. should do that, actually, you know, just yeah. like fucking... Pick like, Yeah, yeah, let's see what fucking God wants us... To, oh, watch <laughs> it be something salty to me. I yeah. swear, this guy, he'd be like, perfect. This is... I've been waiting for this (laughs) probably so yes so i'm literally borderline 
this is the darkest moment I've ever had in my life. And I hear this voice, I go read your Bible. I pick this Bible up. I say, okay, you pick the verse. And I, I, whatever you have for me, go ahead, whatever it is, I'm, I'll, I'll read it. So I open it up. Just My eyes just lock on the page. I just start reading. And it says this, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I've put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow, and others you must build up and plant. And then the Lord said to me, look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I, I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I'm watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Then the Lord spoke to me again and asked, what do you see now? And I replied, I see a pot of boiling water spilling from the north. And anyways, the, it goes on from there. But so sorry, I just wanted to say something. I'm like, wow. I wish, <laughs> I wish, for, like, I was just, yeah, I, I wish religion was more easy to accept and people would just <sighs> take it because I'm like, imagine how many lives personally just hearing that verse would be saved. Yeah. To know that, the, like, that he knew them in their mother's womb. That and he carried, that there was a reason them. that you were here because so, there's so much, like, how you were saved in that situation yeah. of suicide. Yeah. Imagine how many lives yeah. could have been saved. Yeah. But also, it's like, like I said, like previously, like what we were talking about, God planted these seeds in certain areas where he also knew that this was the outcome and that the, that they weren't going to grow. Well, see, and and so also people are like, OK, so why did God choose you and not somebody else? Like, so why does this? Well, so why well, why did you get saved from suicide? And why did the other person that I know kill that's, themselves? That's not up to us to know. Well, that's not. But here's the thing. All I translate that to the best I can understand this is. It puts it, it doesn't put stress on my heart, but it makes me realize I could maybe You're reach out to one. more people. Well, and I'm a lucky one, but like now to that's why I'm even doing this podcast is to share this message because this is what saved me. Yeah. Maybe it could save you too. Even if you don't want to believe in God, maybe there's something valuable in the message, even if you're not going to transfer to yeah. God, that's going to like draw you back into a life of meaning that maybe you're in despair. I wish I was. Like, yes, we are, people are listening to our podcast and hopefully we do make a difference. But I'm like, I wish I was that type of person. I do care about people. The thing is, you have heart. natural impacts on people. I do. Like, I, that's, but, I, feel like, I feel like I have to try and you like, you go, you float naturally through it. I don't but know. I wish, I wish sometimes I would actually reach out a little bit more than what I do, you know, especially like when my brother reached out to me, he's like, he's like, mm. I'm not good. I'm just like, I mean, neither am I. I barely text or or message anyone i wish but when i am with people i know well, i i do well, connect well we'll pray about it then i'll pray for you we'll see uh, you, you said prayer works so it does i maybe I, maybe we can open you up with it and, I, and I truly do believe prayer works whenever so. whenever things happen i always reach out to my dad because i know he does his prayers and ceremonies yeah. like with yeah. carmela with her dad Passing away, rest in Prayer, peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first thing I said, I'm like, I'm, I'm here for you. Can you give me your dad's name? Gave it to my dad. I'm like, please pray in ceremony and do your thing. Because I'm like, I, I, I prayed that night. I'm just like, I hope that he passes and I hope that, yeah. you know, they don't go through much. I'm not praying to the same possible God you are. I'm still praying, though. You know what, though? I, I have a hard time... <sighs> I know, like, Christians are so... Def- I say God, don't get me wrong. Well, no, no, <laughs> but- I know, but what I'm saying is, like, Christians are so definitive, and, I and like, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I obviously, as a Christian, I do believe in the one God. That's true, but it is funny to me, and, like, yet God interacts with everyone. Like, that's the thing is, like, you might be right, but it's, like, it is true. I believe God is, like, interacting with you, and I almost see it The thing is, I, I think God has interacted with me more than most people because I have right. had the most wild things happen especially yeah. when i start saying yeah. praying yeah things happen i have had way too that's why i think maybe <laughs> that's why i am that's why i've gone to church that's why i got baptized that's yeah. why i've done these things i'm like because i've had interactions well but- i also know that some people you ever notice that some people in life have a strong voice that almost does manifest reality like 
like like you, I think, you, you, I think that is I think, a little bit I think, of me. I think you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just saying this like as a, some weird spiritual thing. It's like no, I've noticed it very clearly that some people have a voice of strong, like some people have very strong authority. Mm-hmm. They command a room. Some people yeah. speak things out, and it happens. Like you never notice how people their voices all have different power sources or different things. Like and even even the quiet, timid person, even they, the, they, even they, the, even the silent so- person has a voice. Like that it says something, right? So when I turned 18, Sarah's mom, Gordy, Gordana, she was a Wiccan at the time. Ooh. And she was just like, here, let me do like, like she had like the pendulum. Hold on. Let me get my crucifix. on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, she was doing it. And then she's like, okay, like, you know, we're going to like talk or whatever. And she's like, she couldn't get a read. And she's like, you uh. are a joker. She's like, you are with the living and the dead. She's like, the spirits are talking to you, but you won't let them talk. She's like, because you are still in the living world. She's like, I was just like, okay. like the shit she was saying. I'm just like, she's like, you are very powerful in this way that you talk and present yourself. And I was like, girl. And I remember this from when I was 18 and it's carried on. Interesting. <laughs> it's actually, when you're just talking about that, all of a sudden, like all of a sudden it hit me that I read this book from Gaber Mate called uh, In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. And, and I'm like, and all of a sudden it kind of hit me. Some of the things he talks about in the story, I'm like, oh man, maybe we- <laughs> It might be a good book for you. I know you don't. Yeah. I know you don't read much, but I'm like, it's actually because because I, I don't know how. No, it, it, <laughs> I, I actually I gave it to Belle. She was gonna either read it herself or something. But it's all about um, it's about addiction. But like, mm. I think it's uh, oh man, okay, it's a it's huge. It's a big book. It's like six hundred okay, pages. Six hundred pages. I'll read the or I'll listen to the audio book. But here's the thing. I it like it transformed me when I was in rehab because it's like. He basically talks about the notion is that like everyone that's going through addiction has been robbed of something in their life and it's been replaced by addiction. And that if we could satisfy them with love and saturate them with love again and to a point where they can be reconnected and reestablished and feel full again, we'll get them out of their addictions. And he's saying like that's why he's actually talking about against the criminalization of of drugs because he's saying what you're doing is you're furthering the trauma and abuse in their heart. Like they already feel like pieces of crap and you're making it worse by, by doing these things to them. We need to show it. We need to extend the grace to these people that they're actually hurt, disconnected, don't feel worthy. And that's why you yeah. scolding them and trying to give them directives in life isn't going to work. It's they need the love connection first. They need to know why they're going to do anything good for their life. And right now they don't have a why, right? It's yeah. like they need to know a why. Well, I'm still searching for my own why. Well, we, a lot of us are. Even me, yeah. my why changes. Like... It's like, it was a why no it's like this why no no it's, we know it's that why like why yeah. this why that it's like the mood you're feeling that day that's why well, i'm doing it i think the why makes us grow that's what develops the character because right because you you moving from one why to yeah, the next because if you stayed on the same why then you're why? not yeah why would you do, why that? Would you do yeah. that yeah like, you're why? not learning yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta ask why if you're gonna figure out how, and then once you figure out how, you gotta ask when, and then, <laughs> and then you gotta ask why, <laughs> and then why again. Circle back, and then, anyways, I think, I think that's probably you know when we start talking like this, this is when we wrap it up. So why? <laughs> I just don't know. How, wrap I just don't know how to shut this up. Okay. Let's do a wrap around. <laughs> okay. That's it. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We absolutely Enjoy. love you guys for listening and bearing with us through all of this. We hope you... <laughs> it's a random Wednesday night. It's oh, not even man. our recording day. This isn't our typical recording day. We were just on it. We were kind of arguing on the couch, and this is where we... Yeah, brought, we're like, let's come here. to the mics. We're bringing it to the mic. We're discussing this. Anyways, love, love you guys. You. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Tschüss. Bye. Bye. Bye.